this content factory we call The Rich Eisen Show. This is The Rich Eisen Show. And if you don't have a, a sense of excitement about this, I don't know what you're here for. The Rich Eisen Show. I can't tell you enough how much I love your show. With guest hosts Ben Lyons and Ryan Leaf. Boom! Live. Boom! From the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. The Rich Eisen brand is really hot. That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and now, sitting in for Rich. We're ready for any challenge. Here's Ben Lyons and Ryan Leaf. Welcome, everyone, to another day of the Rich Eisen Show. I'm Ben Lyons, hanging out with Ryan Leaf. Really appreciate you guys spending part of your day with us. Had a fun time with Ryan yesterday, got into a lot of stuff, and we've got an absolutely loaded show for you today. Andrew Brandt, Monday morning quarterback columnist. He's going to come on in a little bit, break down all the NFL free agency moves and rumors and the state of the league from a business perspective. We've got O'Shea Jackson Jr., the biggest Lakers fan I know. We're going to have him come on and share his relief over the news about Anthony Davis and his strained Achilles. Plus, Adnan Verk from MLB Network and the Cinephile Podcast is going to break down the supporting actress category this year as well as give us a little insight onto pitchers and catchers reporting down to spring training. And, of course, uh, a buddy of Ryan Leafs, uh, a buddy of his from the golf course, Jay Chandrasekhar. You know him from Super Troopers and Beer Fest. He's a big Bears fan, and uh, he's going to come on as well. So we've got a lot of fun guests stopping through. But, Ryan, I wanted to start the show with um, just just talking to you about the very emotional video that you posted on your Twitter feed last night. You can follow Ryan at Ryan D. Leaf and, of course, the Rich Eisen Show at, at the Rich Eisen Show um, over the news of the passing of – Vincent Jackson, who we found out yesterday lost his life at 38 years old under um, really sad circumstance, found dead in a hotel room in in Florida, the details of which are not yet known. Um, But I was really moved, Ryan, by your honesty and your video. And I know you've had some time now to sort of decompress and and and. Um, and really add some some more thoughts and, and perspectives onto to what you learned yesterday. But just wanted to kind of start the show, just talking about the news yesterday and how you're feeling, and, and just what the, the the passing of Vincent Jackson meant to you when you heard that yesterday. It was I I, I don't know why it hit me as hard as it did yesterday. Um, maybe just because of the year we've been through. Um, as a society, I, I don't know. I just, I just, I had empathy around being alone in a room, isolated, dying. That, that's where it affected me. And I was, and I don't ever do anything like that, especially on my social media platforms where I'm emo- like I'm where I'm emoting. Um, there was anger. Uh, there was real sadness. There's a survivor's guilt that I. Um, deal with a ton because some of the guys I played with junior say I'll be in one of them you know if he was around to impact lives now because of the things he went through instead of me I just think that's would be more powerful but if that's just that's just my less than mindset what I get sometimes so I just I just felt like I had to say something I was I was emotional so I said some things that that uh you know it's not the NFL's job they can be they, they can be culpable in, in in this but it's not their job to take on everything and I kind of pl- 
placed it at their feet along with the NFLPA. But what I should have done and, and what I will do moving forward is make it about solution-based. And that's the stuff I have. Um, and they have the ability to back that up with the resources that they have. That's the difference. There's been 27,000 players ever to play in the NFL. That is a very small number. You know, it, that's half of a section in an NFL stadium. So, um, you know, there's ways to go about it. I just, and then I also got angry when I saw like people posting, like just like, oh, gone too soon, rest in peace. It's just like this boilerplate BS that I that, that continues on that. And I, I'm like, and if you're, and a lot of them were some former players and things like that. And I'm like, aren't you aren't you angry? Aren't you mad? Doesn't mean we, and so I had to do self-care last night, right? I had to reach out to my brothers, and I had to, because I was emotional. I reached out to a brother who just was put into a psych ward uh, this weekend, and he's going through it, and we talked about it for a couple hours, and, um, but I talked to my therapist. I mean, th- these are things that are uh, available to us, but we've had to do it on our own, and that's just the only thing we're ev- we've ever asked the NFLPA and the NFL is, is to, to help us with that. Because we may not know it at the time, and I guarantee you when you negotiate the CBA, current players don't believe they're going to be 38 years old alone in a hotel room dying. They don't. And they don't want to see it, therefore they don't put any resources into what it looks like five years down the line. And you need a voice in that room. And I think there's some great voices uh, that, that, can, that can help. And so that's where I was. Um, well, I was very moved, Ryan, and Ben Lyons and Ryan Lee filling in for Rich Eisen on the Rich Eisen Show. I was very moved, Ryan, by the amount of support you received uh, from fans, from followers, from, as you mentioned, current and former players that are part of this very sacred brotherhood that you guys are all a part of. And um, that was something that really touched me in addition to your words uh, in the moment, learning the sad news of Vincent Jackson's passing. But to see the outcry of support you received from people who you have supported, it's a reminder that we're all connected in this larger game of life. And I love having you on the show for the next couple days to talk about the games we loved playing as kids. And we can sit here on the sidelines now and call people out and analyze the X's and O's. And that's all fun. But the game of life is so much more important and you have such a deep understanding of it. I'm personally in awe and, and fascinated by you because you've seen the highest of mountains and the lowest of valleys. And there are very few people who walk this earth who can say both. And when things like this that are unexpected and tragic happen, we turn to you for your raw emotion and your perspective. So just tell me a little bit more about, about the man himself, Vincent Jackson, because so much of what the story was yesterday was about the work he did off the field. And I know you guys had had some meetings and encounters over the years. Well, when you, when you play for the San Diego Chargers, there is a strong military background to the city with naval bases, uh, marine base, Camp Pendleton. You got Miramar. You got uh, um, uh, all of those things. And, and so the military becomes a, a large part of the community. And when you're a player there, you feel that. And you start, um, you start giving back that way. And, and he, he and his family did that they um they worked hand in hand with military families and he continued that work when he after he moved on to tampa bay and he retired eventually down there um you know to you talked about him he was a nominee for the walter payton award which is just the the best honor you can 
can be uh, given on any team all year long. And then to win the award uh, alone is, 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 that tells you what kind of human being you are. I think that's the best way to put that. Um, well, I saw that he was nominated four times in a row, <laughs> I know. you know, which really, I mean, says so much about the way that your teammates look at you. Uh, in addition to what it says about you and the work you do and how you've committed yourself to a life of service off the field, to have that type of respect and admiration from your teammates says so much to me as an NFL fan when you hear that about someone. And you can be this person and the transition from playing football to not playing football and the identity that crisis that exists, it, it doesn't sound like it's, but it's, it's what we've been and who we've been since we could walk really. And, uh, you know, I, I, t- I talk to, when I go around the country and I speak, I talk about how high schoolers or college grads, their first transition should be, they should go to like a rehab center for a month. That's, that's the first thing you do. You, you go do that. You spend a month on yourself. You spend a month on... Because when, when do you ever go spend 30 days on yourself unless you're forced to do it, essentially? It just it doesn't, it doesn't course through your mind that way. Well, also, a lot what, of people aren't afforded that privilege to be able to do that. Life gets in the way, responsibilities, yep. bills, kids, job, whatever it may be. So sometimes it's hard for people just to find five or ten minutes throughout a day. Let yeah, alone imagine, 30 imagine days. the NFL, yeah. imagine the NFL. Once you retire, there's a transition training therapy thing where you, you go through this, you go this through this for 30 days, you know, and it, that's not the end all be all right. And I, and I, and people may have reached out and, and tried to be of service and help Vincent through this process. And he just wasn't willing or accepting of that. Right. Well, that's well, again, we don't know the details of the circumstances no. of what happened to him in, in, um, in the Florida hotel room. However, the idea that someone at that age um, would lose their life, who was a former football player, you know, we have to think of the larger um, state of, of the, the, the community and the brotherhood that you mentioned yeah. of, of players as they transition into civilian life. And it, it's, uh, but it's, it's, uh, it's happening over and over. That's why, it, that's why I think it just, it, I don't know why it, it just kind of added up to, and, and it was this, and there was everything that kind of came with it, and and uh, I wanted uh, I wanted people to know that uh, we can make a difference, and um, we can't have something like this, you know, regardless of circumstance. We can't we can't be without brothers uh, at thirty eight alone, you know. Ryan Leaf and Ben Lyons filling in for Rich Eisen on the Rich Eisen Show. We've got Andrew Brandt from Monday Morning Quarterback. He's a columnist, a business expert on the business of the NFL. He's coming on at 920. And, you know, heading into an NFL offseason, obviously, Ryan, when news like this breaks, it's something that you would hope the league takes notice of and the Players Association takes notice of and 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 brings to the table in their offseason conversations on how to improve the quality of life for the players and the, the, the business of the, of football. Um, so if you're, you know, y- you've talked at length about, um, you know, the, the role the NFL should play, the role the NFL PA should play. Um, how do you think like something like this at this time too, and the connection to Tampa, I mean, we just saw the Tampa Bay Buccaneers celebrate and have the highest of highs of winning a Super Bowl. And then, you know, 10 days later, sadly, to hear this tragic news is a real sobering moment, I think, for the sport, for the league, for us as fans, too. 
Um, the reminder that these guys aren't just names on our fantasy teams, that they're right. human beings and live a life off the field and have families. It's, it's, a, it's definitely a moment I think, you know, the NFL and, and just the football community at large can, can rally around and say, okay, let's, let's change this. Let's, let's figure out how to support these players. So what would you like, in addition to this idea of a transition program, are there certain things that come top of mind to you uh, of the things that the NFL and the NFLPA can do to make things better moving forward? Yeah, but like, uh, you know, one of the biggest things for me and one I've been, been talking about for a while with uh, Troy Vincent uh, uh, at the head of the NFL side of things is, is a players-only facility. Because like, one of the biggest fears in all of this is, um, is like, an, like anonymity, right? Because you've been looked upon in a public way for so long, you don't want to be in, in the stereotype and the stigma is weakness. And if there's a place where you can be around peers, uh, there's a there's a community that that the NFL started about oh I don't know eight eight years ago called the Legends Community and uh, I think it's a I think it was a great idea uh, it's a place where players and players only can come together at a big events Super Bowl draft combine Hall of Fame induction all that stuff and it's the brotherhood can you know and there's services and there's benefits available to try to help and things like that but I I also know it's it's led by Tracy Perlman who's at the who's at the head of the marketing arm of the NFL. So it it still is a marketing program. You know, I don't know how much substance it has behind it. I worked with them for about a year and I feel like I was able to get more done on my own um, you know, going to the person uh that may be struggling and things like that. So uh I do believe that there are a ton of players who are philanthropic because they are Walter Payton nominees that are when they're done with their career they're looking for a purpose because that's the the part of the transition and I guarantee if you if you envelop them to be a part of it hell I even said when I was talking to a buddy last night I said have the NFL have my my damn phone number uh and I'll and I'll go get on a plane and fly to these guys and I don't and if they're not going to listen to me I'm still going to sit sit there and be there because I mean I I can't I can't have People continue to disappear um, because they don't understand how how worthwhile they are to this world, and that's I think that's where it all stems from. Ben Lyons and Ryan Lee filling in for Rich Eisen on the Rich Eisen Show. Something I've always admired about Rich is the respect he gets from the brotherhood. Not being a player, standing on the field there, talking to these icons of the game. Right. Um, to have that respect back is something he's earned, obviously, over the years. But to see it, it's as someone you know who aspires to that myself. It's it's really amazing. But there is a difference. There is sort of there. There is a time. And he'll be the first to tell you, I'm sure. As will Ernie Johnson. As will you know a lot of the great broadcasters who get a seat at the table at that brotherhood or sisterhood. Um, you know, there's still a, there's still a line that is drawn eventually. So the idea of of players only conversations, support groups, mentorships. Uh, I think you're really onto something there as that's a, such a special group to be a part of. Even if you play one snap, even if you're Sudman on the, on the, the Philadelphia Eagles back it up, Jalen Hurst, or, or if you've been in the league 22 or years, more like importantly, or more importantly from someone like me, who's considered one of the biggest busts and doesn't, and for the longest time felt like he didn't deserve to be around those guys to be welcomed in when I walk in that room. When Jerry Rice sees me at the Super Bowl, he comes and puts his arm around me. This guy's the greatest to ever play at his position, you know? And I, for the longest time, thought I wasn't worthy 
because of what other people had to say or how I viewed and how I was dealing with depression. So that, that's what it's about. It's about picking up your brothers and not allowing something like this to ever happen again. And it's on us, too. It's on us, too. And, that, and we want to be a part of that. That's the, bigger, that's the bigger answer here. No, it's well said, Ryan. And, and you know, it's, again, so inspiring to see when, when you make that post on your, on your Twitter feed last night is all the positive energy you get from fans, from other players, media members. Um, you know, social media can cause so much anxiety and so much stress and so much um, uneasiness in people. However, it's such a powerful tool when used appropriately to create community and connection, especially in these times of isolation. You, do you think social media when you were playing would have helped your 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 mental and your focus <laughs> no. on the game, or it would have? Because no, you're, you're using it for positive things now, which I'm yeah, very because I have a different by. mindset. Yeah, because yeah, I have a different mindset. I would have. I, I cared so much what what other people thought of me back then. I cared so much about what other people thought. It was, and I and, when, and and I had to really. There's an affirmation I use in the mirror every morning, and I started it about six years ago with my therapist. It's what other people think of me is none of my business, and it was hard for the first. But I tell people if you do it every day for 365 days, that muscle in your in your brain, that muscle in your head, is the strongest muscle there is. You'll you'll believe it. I believe it when I say it in the mirror this when I said it in the mirror this morning. I truly believe it. I can't control any of that stuff. I only can control my behavior, my actions, all of that. That's what that's done for me. And that's taken time. That's just, it's taken time and it's taken a lot of heartache and it's taken a um, life experience, you know, and uh, uh, we're all the same. We're all flawed human beings trying to be better every day. I, not, not just football players, but every human being on, that walks this planet. And um, our stories are amplified more. There have been plenty of people that probably passed away yesterday that were just in the shadows and that's sad. Well said, Ryan. And again, I really appreciate how your willingness to share your, your emotions on your Twitter feed in the moment when we heard the, the sad news that Vincent Jackson uh, lost his life at the age of 38. All right, coming up next, we're going to have Andrew Brandt from Monday Morning Quarterback. Andrew's going to break down all the latest free agency talk in the NFL, plus sort of the, the state of the game after the Super Bowl. It's going to be good to check in with him. Plus, we've got O'Shea Jackson Jr. coming up at 10 o'clock. we got a big show today. Ben Lyons and Ryan Lee filling in for Rich on The Rich Eisen Show. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least... The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O-O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show. Ben Lyons and Ryan Leaf hanging out on a Tuesday. We appreciate you guys rocking out with us. Ryan will be back tomorrow. And then we sub them out for Kirk Morrison Thursday and Friday. So we keep it in the AFC West all week long with Chargers and Raiders. uh, It's going to be a a good week here on the show. We've got Andrew Brandt calling in momentarily. Speaking of AFC West, our engineer, Art, diehard Raiders fan. Raiders fan Art's going to give me the thumbs up when we've got Andrew calling in. But somebody I'm really looking forward to talk to because the business of the NFL is top of mind. Coming off a Super Bowl, coming off a season that nobody thought they could actually pull off. And the fact that we're able to crown a Super Bowl champion, the fact that we're able to see all these games is truly a testament to the entire, you know, brain trust of the NFL to be able to to execute this thing. So we'll get into the business of of football. But as you kind of head into the offseason, Ryan, um, is there, you know, just getting to the game itself, is there a storyline that feels top of mind or, or most interesting to you? Well, the Deshaun Watson scenario is just the, it's the most talked about, and, I, and I'm looking forward to talking with Andrew Brand about it because he's been adamant about the fact that, that Deshaun's not going anywhere. That's, he, he's, been, he's said that from the beginning, and I really want to understand his thinking around it because I usually go to him when it, you know, when it talks about cap stuff, money stuff, business of the NFL. Andrew Brandt has been in this role for, for a long, long time. But it's, you know, it's so interesting to me, the movement of, of Deshaun Watson, because, again, it's, you know, my favorite sport is basketball, and you're coming into it from a hooper. I'm thinking, this is great for the league. This is great for the team, the league, the player. They need to figure out how to make player mobility more fluid because whatever team gets Deshaun Watson, that fan base is galvanized and excited. And then whatever team that, that trades with Houston, Houston's now going to have a ton of picks and a ton of new players to sell their fans in a new era. So I think it just it keeps it interesting. It keeps it fresh. It keeps it new. Otherwise, what's the story? Oh, Deshaun Watson's going back to Houston with a team that can't win a playoff game. Like, it's just It gets stale. So I think player mobility needs to be celebrated in the NFL in order for it to stay viable. I, I, I totally agree uh, in terms of a fan base uh, and how they view it. Now, as players, you want what's best for your team. And if you're in the Houston Texans locker room, you, you don't want to see Deshaun Watson walk out that door. You know that he wears that cape, right? You want him on the field with you on Sundays battling. You don't know what you're getting in return and what that's going to look like. You know what, what Deshaun Watson delivers. And that's so as players – 
you want what's best for you, but not everybody is Deshaun Watson. Not everybody, you know, guys are league minimum guys that play two or three years, and you may have one year and a chance to win a Super Bowl, and, you know, you want the best possible version of that team available. Uh, no, and if you're a lineman and you're, and you're, you're assigned with protecting Deshaun Watson, he could probably make you look a lot better than if you're protecting <laughs> a, a rookie you draft not tra- named Trevor Lawrence. So. And, you don't, and you just don't know when you get that shot, right? Antoine Winfield Jr. and his dad, I don't know if you've seen the video of them hugging and embracing after the game because his dad spent 14 seasons in the NFL and never went to a Super Bowl. His son is there one year, wins a Super Bowl, I mean, it's it's, and to your point, the mobility side of this allows for that one year thing to happen, right? The Philadelphia Eagles three years ago they win a championship, and now the team is completely dismantled, and now there's a rebirth, and people are going to be excited about something new. I think to your point, and where there's a chance that they could do it again, and that's what other teams need to look at it in terms of the mobility part of it, right? The Nets have never been uh, is this good. In, when Jason Kidd was around, do they have a chance with all these great players now because of the mobility that they could be in the conversation for a championship? Is that fan base excited? Are, the, are those players excited? You know, that's that's what makes the NBA great. You don't. It's not like it was in the '80s where you were invested in the Showtime Lakers and it was worthy Kareem and Magic and Michael Thompson and Cooper and Byron Scott and and you're like those guys are together every, all the time. They can. I don't want to see another Lakers team that doesn't look like them. That's changed. But now it's, it feels like, and we'll get to some sound from Draymond Green a little later on the show because he had a wonderful post game as he often does, uh, talking about player mobility. And it feels like the NFL, while lagging in the, uh, the understanding of how that can be good for the sport, I feel like the NBA is almost taking it too far. Now you have a guy like Julius Randle who's putting up 40 in the garden and he's on his third team and, and he's not even 26 or seven. So it's like, you know, the idea that these guys are moving so much quicker. D'Angelo Russell is on his fourth team, I believe. Yeah, I'm losing track, and he's not even 25. So it's... It's a Brandon Cook scenario. Brandon Cooks is about to probably be... He's, he's considered, like, one of the, high, like one of the hottest draft, uh, free agents out there right now, and... He's on a new uh, team every year, it feels like. Uh, this, this will be his fourth team. This will be his fourth team if he... And, no, this will be his fifth team. This will be his fifth team because he went... Started with the uh, Brandon Cooks rundown of teams was I can't not even think on of the, where he started. Uh, the, the morning rundown here. Yeah, <laughs> he 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 was with the Patriots. He was with the Rams. He was at the Houston, and he was with the Saints. He was with Houston and the Saints. So he's he's going on. He's gonna be on his fifth team, by right. the way. And that's he's great. that's now getting back to the game of life, which I love talking to you about. Ben Lyons and Ryan Lee filling in for Rich Eisen on the Rich Eisen Show. You know that's very unsettling for a young guy. Yeah. You know, well, doesn't have I don't I don't know Brandon but doesn't have the same family responsibility as a, an older vet in the league but still he's got a life and he's got family and he's got things to you know he wants to do off the field so that can be rather unsettling. It can go two ways, right? It, it could go to your worth, like you're like what? Why am I not wanted? Or you can go, I'm a hired gun. I'm there to kill when I walk in and catch touchdown passes. So you can look at it either way. I had a buddy of mine who's the the drummer for the band Maroon Five, but he wasn't in the, in the original band. He's just he was an unbelievable drummer. So they went and they just said, Hey, you are a killer. You are unbelievable you need to come in and, and be that guy for our band. And he's like, Cool. I don't want to do the, the, the videos. I don't want I just want to go play play your concerts and, and be a rock star. And I'm like, always so envious of those guys. <laughs> yeah. Whether it's like, you know, I mean, you're the drummer of U two or, you know, you're the backup in some band. You can walk down the street, you can have a life, nobody's yep. coming up to you. 
and you get all the residual checks when they use your song in the Apple commercial. Oh yeah, it's okay. uh, it's uh, but that's what you know. You get you're you look at it that you're a piece, right? You you're a hired gun, and and you're gonna go run circles around people uh, if you're Brandon Cooks. And, and so much, you know, so much of the player mobility conversation in in the offseason centers around the quarterbacks naturally. However, it's some of those kind of in the weeds moves that really can change the the, the course of a franchise. I mean, uh, Andrew Brandt, uh, Adam Schefter tweeted out that the Panthers are releasing their two-time Pro Bowl defensive tackle Kawan Short today. And so, you know, that's somebody a team goes out, picks up. It's not as uh, a huge, you know, story, but that like now all of a sudden you got a Pro Bowl defensive tackle and your 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 defense looks different. So I, I think these types of moves in the weeds are actually where the real team building happens. I I agree. I agree with you there. It's where the team building does. Now you wonder if you were able to put, you know, there's so many players on an NFL team, right? There's 53 to a roster. And so you wonder, does there have to be more continuity with that many players? Or does, like the NBA, you have to have, you know, 10 guys that, that are you able to interchange in that type of thing? Well, clearly, we saw what James Harden did in game one with the Nets, right? Kyle Kuzma, the longest 10-year Laker, they were able to figure it out and win a championship. So, yeah. But in football, it's such a more complicated game, and there's so much going on, and you're fearing for your life on every possession. To have that continuity goes a long way, and if you don't have it, then you at least have to have, you know, the professionalism, the experience, the 10 years plus in the league where guys can come together and say, okay, let's all form a, a mercenary crew and just try and win this in one year. And then you go and, and you watch a 43-year-old quarterback go on a one-year deal to, to Tampa and win the Super Bowl. So, you know, let's, let's throw all the notes With out the book right now. a bunch of retired guys yeah. and guys who are out of the league. Um, yeah. You know, uh, Andrew Brandt's going to be calling in momentarily from, from Monday morning quarterback. Plus, we've got O'Shea Jackson Jr. a little bit later on in the show. He's going to give us his thoughts on... The, uh, the big sigh of relief that you could hear around Los Angeles yesterday as the news broke regarding a- Anthony Davis's calf strain as opposed to some serious Achilles damage. Um, but k- keeping with the theme of free agency in the offseason in the NFL, you know, Ryan, I, I can't figure out what the Eagles are going to do with Carson Wentz because he's owed so much money and you, you want, there's part of you that thinks, oh, he just had one bad year. Let's throw it out the window and let's get him back on feeling good and playing like that early MVP candidate he was a couple years back. But it feels so toxic and it feels like such a mess that it might just be better off to turn the page. If you're the Philadelphia Eagles, who do you want playing quarterback for your team next year? Well, I I don't know if you walked away from last year's uh, end of the season thinking Jalen Hurts was the answer. Uh, You probably saw some flashes that with development, he could, you know, but only four games, not a big enough sample size. No, he's a, no, he's a, he's a, he's a great leader. Uh, he has been ever since he left high school to Alabama, to Oklahoma, to here. Um, I think you're exactly right with Carson Wentz in terms of the toxicity that exists in that locker room and just organizationally throughout the city. And people will, people will be surprised how fragile an elite athletes, um, psyche is. It, it's, we're, we're so confident with what we can do with our abilities. Uh, we're made the franchise, the head of the franchise, essentially. So then there's this loyalty thing that exists between you and the franchise. And if, if, if it wavers, if you feel like that loyalty goes away, you become more impulsive in nature in how you go about things. You're more rigid. You're more fearful. You live, a, you live in judgment a lot, a lot more. And so that's why we don't see a lot of high-drafted quarterbacks that – 
get jettisoned to another team that are really successful. I mean, Alex Smith may be one of the only ones, and he had to find his way through the San Francisco 49ers, you know, hole of, of things until Jim Harbaugh showed up there and, and, and showed how great a quarterback he could be in the NFL. And then he gets to Kansas City, and, he, you know, so it's rare. It's really rare because, like I said, the, the psyche of an elite athlete, in particular a, a high-drafted quarterback in the NFL, is incredibly fragile. And you just you wouldn't think it is, but it is. No, it, it absolutely is because not only are you being asked to play football at the highest level and you're, you're so young and it's all new and the game's fast, but like you said, you're representing a franchise, which is an extension of the city and the region of the country and generations of fans, and now all of a sudden it feels like the weight of the world is on your shoulders. And they can flip. It just flips like this. Like, Let me just give you an example in my, in my case. right? I, I got drafted alongside Peyton Manning. The, the city saw me as a savior uh, to replace Stan Humphreys and get him back to the Super Bowl. And um, I win my first two starts. And it's like hip, hip, hooray everywhere. You know, I'm, I wear my hat backwards when I go out, and everybody's just like, we love this guy's energy. Just crushing well, the gas lamp. Just, just going out in the gas it. lamp. I don't know if the and Hard Rock Hotel is there. The catamaran up in, uh, the catamaran up in, uh, up in, up on, the, on the beaches. Uh, yeah. So I go play the worst possible game I could have played in my life uh, at Kansas City. And uh, we're two and one. We're two and one. Um, you know, any normal person uh, that has a, a good head on their shoulders would say, "Hey, that was bad. I need to work my tail off to get better." Instead, I reacted poorly, and I went from being the most loved player in San Diego at the time to a week later playing the New York Giants, and I had recorded a. a Make a Wish Foundation commercial a couple weeks earlier. It played, I don't know, around the third quarter of the game. I had been benched and thrown four interceptions against the Giants, and um, the whole Qualcomm Stadium watching a Make a Wish Foundation commercial about terminal children, but it's me saying it, like booed the commercial. And I like, A, I, I, I. a, I saw it happening in real time, and I'm like, going, "What's going on?" And then it, then it, then like this hatred built up from like, you know, screw these people, I'm, you know, screw them. Has and it gotten to that place with Carson Wentz where if he does PSAs for children's charities, he'll get booed at Lincoln yes. Field? It's gotten that. They, they, they'll, they'll boo. Lincoln Field fans will boo anything. So that that's that, that's not even a oh a secondary I, I was at, I was an Eagles fan back in an earlier part of my life, and I was at the last game in Veterans Stadium when Joe Jarvis scored two touchdowns in the NFC Championship game, and I will never forget the vitriol with which Ja Rule received at halftime for performing. <laughs> the Philadelphia faithful were not feeling Murder Inc. at all. No, they were not. Ja they Rule were not. and Ashanti didn't stand a chance in Philly that day. And Carson Wentz is a a w- wonderful young man and a family man and a, a you know spiritual. But I, but I look at the I look at you guys and similar because the idea of you know Montana and Wyoming and that part of the country, North Dakota, and, yeah, you know, and and North Dakota and just sort of the that that part of the country coming to a big market team, being a top draft pick, both number two picks in the draft, and having you know obviously had some struggles. I think there's an interesting correlation between the two. two he's been journeys. so successful though. I mean, like you said, there, it was an MVP season until he's in LA and you know 
blows his ACL out in that diving for a touchdown. But again, you know how injuries can weigh on somebody's mental and the idea yep. that they went and won a Super Bowl without him and now he has to come back and put on airs. I mean, there's a lot to it. So well, there's always when, – when, when you win a Super Bowl without you and this quarterback is, a, is still there, it, it you know, you take on another layer of expectation and – and also the expectation of the fans, right? And what they what they need. And if you don't live up to that at all. And this year I was just I was dumbfounded this year. He, he had to have been asked by Doug Peterson to be more outside of himself, to take more chances because because I've never seen him turn the ball over like he did this year. So I don't think that was him. I think he was being asked and Doug Peterson just didn't like the the, the results and therefore you know, place needed to place blame on something, and now they're both possibly going to be gone. Honestly, sitting there watching the last Eagles game of the year with my father, and who's a diehard Giants fan, and when they just kept rolling out Sudman, I, Doug Peterson's name—it's like it's like Voldemort in our house. It's the man who shall not be named. <laughs> like I, I so I, if if you're talking about any discrepancy between Carson Wentz and Voldemort, I'm going with Carson Wentz on that one. All right. We are going to have Andrew Brandt coming up next. Columnist for Monday Morning Quarterback. We'll get into the Carson Wentz situation, Deshaun Watson, all the business of the NFL offseason. It's Ben Lyons and Ryan Leaf hanging out for Rich here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed this is the Rich Eisen Show. Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show. I'm Ben Lyons, joined by Ryan Leaf. Rich will be out all week, but Ryan will be here today, tomorrow, and then Kirk Morrison's going to hang out on Thursday and Friday. The show rolls on. Andrew Brandt joins us now from Monday Morning Quarterback. Appreciate you dealing with some technical difficulties, Andrew, and thanks so much for taking some time to be on the show. I, although I am a little intimidated and nervous of how to introduce you because I feel like 
Monday morning quarterback columnist is is one of the many things you do, but your your list of uh, accomplishments and credits and accolades is is lengthy. So I apologize if the introduction isn't robust enough for your for your status. No, not at all. I appreciate it. Um, you know, I always say that I have a lot of jobs, so I don't have to have a real one, which is I think everybody's goal in life, right, to uh, not have a real job. Absolutely. But, well, the the job of football right now in the off season is centered, of course, on free agency. And as Ryan said before you came on, the the Sean Watson situation is really top of mind, and there's a lot to unpack there. Where do you think that guy plays football next year, and how does his situation impact the larger conversation around the business of free agency in the NFL? Yeah, I mean, whether I was an agent or team executive or now as an analyst, this is the busy time of year. It's the opposite of a lot of people who work in football, where the busy time of year is when they're actually playing games. But I think this is the much more interesting time of year. I'm going to say that Deshaun Watson and Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson and others are where they are now at the start of the season. I think there's a lot made about unhappiness or, or personnel involvement or what's going on in the future. But I look at it from a team executive point of view. I know it's not a hot take, but I look at it and say, you know, the Texans may be dysfunctional, but they're not stupid. Right? They're not stupid. They're not going to trade their best asset. And if they do, what are they going to trade them for? Pat Mahomes? I mean, you just don't do that if you're a franchise unless you're just debilitating it and you want to become the new GM wants to become the old GM pretty quick. So I understand unhappiness, but I always say, hey, it's February. Like, we'll see. You know, uh, when I was in Green Bay, we always said, I can deal with unhappiness in March. Let's figure out how we get happy in September. You know, I've I've listened to you for a long time, Andrew, and, and, and when you when you t- talk about the the front office side of things, and I've kind of been on the I, I've backed my play in terms of saying that that uh, Deshaun Watson's going to stay exactly where he's at because of all the things you just said. Um, yesterday, Ben kind of gave me a different kind of uh, you know perspective on all of this. Yeah. What about? What about the Houston Texans and getting all this new all this new capital, new new resources in terms of draft picks and things like that? JJ Watt's gone. They're going to have to rebuild anyway. But now the fan base is uh, excited about all these new things and the mobility of what the NBA tends to do. Are are we going to see more of that at the NFL level? Or to your point, are we going to see the players stay where they're at? Because guess what? They signed big extensions and big contracts, and that that's still meaningful in the NFL. Yeah, Ryan, I appreciate the comments. I mean, I think the issue, when people talk about player empowerment in the NFL, and I got to say, compared to the NBA, I still think we're at the children's table because the NBA has something that NFL players never reach, which is free agency. You know, Kirk Cousins is the only one that's sort of a decent superstar that made it. Uh, Deshaun Watson's not getting to free agency. Aaron Rodgers is not getting to free agency. Russell Wilson's not getting to free agency. They have multiple years left on their contract, and then we talk about franchise tags. So the only way you can leverage true power is if your contract's up, like James Harden, like Kevin Durant, like LeBron James, and actually bring in other players because, hey, you're free. 
the NFL franchise tag is a massive weapon. And what happens is, like Deshaun Watson, NFL GMs, like I did, throw enough money at you to say, hey, you know, you're here for many years. And then it becomes much harder, in my opinion, for Deshaun Watson or anyone like that to kind of leverage their way out because the NFLPA gave in on a lot of restrictions on even trying to do that in training camp to make it even harder to do that. So uh, here's my thought on Deshaun Watson. What is his leverage, right? His leverage may be in September being a pain in the butt, but his leverage the next six months, you know, what is he going to do, miss Zoom meetings? I mean, that's his leverage. Andrew Brandt joins the show from Monday morning quarterback Ben Lyons and Ryan Lee filling in for Rich Eisen on the Rich Eisen show. But, you know, you mentioned, Andrew, those players staying put most likely. Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, three big time stars for the NFL brand. Looking at the NBA, they traded James Harden. They traded Anthony Davis. They traded Kyrie to Boston. They traded Russell Westbrook. Having players traded, not just moving as free agents, it's an all boats rise situation where everybody benefits in in the long term. In the short ter- in the short term, sure, those teams might be upset that their their player moved on, but it keeps fans engaged. It keeps uh, you know talent uh, happy. You're you know and keeps yeah. players content. I think it's a good thing if Russell and Aaron were to move this off season. Well, I guess, you know, from a fan point of view, from a fantasy football point of view, sure. But I just don't see it. You know, again, these, these franchises are not stupid. And, you know, again, if you think about Aaron Rodgers or, or Russell Wilson, I'm not taking draft picks. Like, who cares about draft picks? These guys are A-list superstars. And, I, you know, what are you going to trade them for? Pat Mahomes? I just don't. I don't see it in football the way it is in basketball. Now, maybe there's a blockbuster trade down the road, but, um, you know, the Texans, the Packers, and maybe the Seahawks, I haven't heard from them, but, you know, they're probably not going to debilitate their franchise that way. Andrew, what do you think about – I had a take a couple years ago around when Jared Goff and some other quarterbacks uh, were coming up on their fifth-year options and whether or not teams now were going to allow them to play out their rookie contracts and pick up that option and and still decide if they are the franchise guy or go back into the draft because they could build better teams around it. I watched the Rams do it, and then they decide to – you know, after a, a so-so year, give him that extension, but it didn't matter. A year later, yeah. he's he's shipped off to Detroit. Where do you think the quarterback situation is going? Because if I'm the Jets, I, I'm 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 going to see what what Sam Darnold can do for a couple more years on that on that rookie contract. Build around him, do some things in the draft, but not invest in another quarterback unless he's a a rookie on a rookie salary. Yeah, a lot of this conversation is going on now, and the two players you mentioned one that everyone's talking about around the league are Goff and Wentz. Uh, You know, as soon as the three-year period ran out where you can now renegotiate their contracts again, both teams went at it and gave these massive deals to Goff and Wentz. And then what we see is it not working out. And massive amounts of dead money with Goff leaving, and if Wentz leaves, that's a tremendous amount of 
dead money more than ever in the history of the game. So I think whether it's Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, I think they're all kind of figuring out, you know, should we wait? Now, if they wait, the price may go up. And I think the danger in waiting is you got if you got someone like Baker Mayfield or Josh wrote Josh uh, Josh Allen saying, "Hey, wait a minute, you know, you don't think of me the way that the Eagles and Rams thought of Wentz and Goff. Why wouldn't you do me right? Why wouldn't you do it right now? Why are you going to wait?" So these are tough decisions for management right now. Thank you so much, Andrew, for spending some time. And I agree with you. This is the exciting time of the NFL season. Appreciate the insight, as always. Good to be with you guys. Take Andrew care. Graham, Thanks, Monday morning quarterback, wrote a great column for Sports Illustrated as well. And coming up next, we're going to talk to the biggest Laker fan I know, O'Shea Jackson Jr. You know him from movies like The Long Shot, Ingrid Goes West, straight out of Compton. But I know he's feeling very relieved this morning that Anthony Davis only has a calf strain. So coming up next, we're going to talk to O'Shea about AD's calf. Plus, a little bit later on in the show, Ryan's going to share some insights on the Jalen Johnson news that the young freshman is leaving Duke. We'll talk about what it means to be a star young prospect in sports and have the weight of the world on your shoulders. Nobody knows it better than Ryan Leaf. So we'll get into that next uh, here on the Rich Eisen Show. Ben Lyons and Ryan Leaf filling in for Rich. O'Shea Jackson Jr. coming up next. <laughs> 